I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hey, welcome to the COB for this Tuesday afternoon. It is the 14th of July. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, how was the day? It was a bit of a wet, wet lettuce leaf of a day, i got to say. It was uh, <laughs> no, some, uh, some early weekends and then just choppy for the rest of the day with no real, real direction one way or the other. So a uh, bit uh, endemic of what we saw every night on Wall Street, albeit late in the session. Yeah, I think that, you know, the headlines wrote themselves when it came to the U.S. last night. You know, NASDAQ up at a at a high and then, you know, turning around to the tune of about 2%, Tesla, you know, all of the big tech names there getting hit, which is not what we're normally talking about come the morning. And we really did see the reverberations of that, you know, coming through our market today in the tech space in general. Uh, But if you look at, say, the likes of Afterpay, which was the second worst performer, I think, down by more than 7%, it was like the Australian version of the selling we saw in the U.S. Yeah, it's not surprising anyone who follows my uh, Scotty's view on the newsletter. I was writing about the warning signals late last week that uh, just looked all too good to be true. I just went and checked out some of the data from Robintrack. So basically goes and looks at all the additional uh, users who have gone and purchased stock. Every single one is a tech name. All the names you've seen, the big momentum trades. And I do believe there's a strong chance you might see a pretty big flush of, uh, of this position because it's amazing how momentum can change your, uh, your sentiment. When you're sitting there and you're watching the money go up, you can see why people flock to it. But when it goes to the downside, uh, it can get pretty nasty. So I'm not saying there's going to be like you no know, full retracement of what we're seeing, but there's definitely conditions in place that you might go and see you know, a little bit of weakness there. Yeah, and you can see why somebody who's made money on Afterpay from the March lows would be looking at what happened last night in the U.S. and thinking, yeah, I could take a bit of money off the table there. Nothing wrong with doing that, especially after a very solid run high. And uh, interesting to note, though, we do have U.S. features tracking higher at this stage of the game. You know, the markets have just closed here in Australia. Clearly a lot of water to go under the bridge. Could be a comment on China to come. Uh, you know, could be really anything. However, it appears every time we have these dips, they're bought. Why would tonight be any different? Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be any different. I, it, odds are that it probably will be the same. Uh, it takes a lot to go and get an abrupt and an extended uh, sell-off in these markets. We know about the central bank support. We know what the Fed is doing. Uh, also, we have though into the mix now big bank earnings in the United States. You know the fact that futures are up now might suggest that, as we've seen in previous sessions, you know we typically see ahead of earnings season analysts go and lowball their estimates so far that it almost makes it impossible for companies to go and, uh, and not beat. Uh, so I suspect that maybe there's a bit of front running going into that. People are positioning for a, a rebound in the banks. Whether it's sustained, I'm not sure, but. I'm going to be paying really close attention to the tech sector in particular because that's where all the action was last night. Yeah, well, we had a guest on today who said that the iPhone 12 could make Apple the world's first U.S. $2 trillion company. He says that post-earnings season, his name is Daniel Ives. He's from Wedbush Securities in New York. He says that uh, post-earnings season, Apple's share price will have a four in front of it. If you'd like to listen to that interview, you can access it via the show notes. Uh, COVID is obviously still a major theme 
Uh, not only when it comes to the U.S., and we're seeing the winding back of some of the opening of economies, California, a really big one, um, but clearly, you know, we're dealing with the same sort of scenario, obviously not to the same extent, but, you know, the lockdowns in Melbourne, COVID cases rising in Victoria. But I was reading, you know, some good analysis today saying that, look, we know now what's happening in Victoria, what the likely trajectory is. It's really New South Wales right now that, you know, the focus really needs to be how the case count goes, but more importantly, how it's handled. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's just still such a big concern, isn't it? For the economy, I mean, we had it in the in the payrolls data today in the business and consumer confidence. Really. Yeah, whoever that was on Twitter, I completely agree. Uh, whilst obviously it's troubling what's going on in Victoria, uh, we're seeing that uh, cases, while they're high, they haven't accelerated high, which is a good sign, but it all comes down to New South Wales. We've got people who we know have been infected, uh, most likely in Victoria, who have travelled into the state. There are now clusters in various parts. Now people are um, operating around uh, different parts of the city, different parts of the state. There's even apparently 18 or so people in Queensland who are now uh, as part of this Crossroads Hotel cluster that are being monitored at the moment. So it all comes down to whether there's been any further spread into those states. Obviously, time means that uh, there's a greater risk that we actually go and see some more uh, outbreaks in those states. So we've got the consumer sentiment readout from Westpac tomorrow. It follows from the weekly read we got from ANZ today. This survey is for July. Uh, you still have to wonder just how much the lockdowns in Melbourne will be factored into this. I mean, what is your sense when it comes to consumer sentiment, Scotty? Uh, look, everything's probably, everyone's feeling a bit down uh, one way or another. It's not been a great year, to be honest. Uh, when, when you look at what's going around, I don't think many people started 2020 thinking this is how we'll be spending our time. Uh, so I think a lot of it is baked in. I wouldn't be surprised to see quite a minimalistic reaction to uh, to the news, only for the fact that I think people are going to see what was coming ahead of time. Uh, and look, we are getting fatigued about talking about it, to be honest. There is no people have accepted almost that uh, no, this is what the world is we're dealing with. We're going to be facing challenges for quite some time. People are also, you've got to think by the lineups that we saw outside pubs, over the weekend, they are tired to a certain extent of staying home. And I think that's the X factor as well, isn't it? That if we reinstate lockdowns, say in New South Wales, I mean, they put a limit of 300 people, I think, in pubs. I mean, I don't know if that does, but that's another story. People are, are, are kind of itching, I think, to get out and about, aren't they? Absolutely. And uh, I do make my, uh, it makes me wonder about this whole thesis that uh, you know, I've, I've seen people banding around about the stay-at-home stocks that benefit from people sitting on the couch and the like. And um, to be honest, it's been flogged to death, that idea. And a lot of the uh, the companies that have uh, you know, obviously benefited from that had seen substantial share price gains. But we've seen, as you mentioned, the pubs, so the Golden Sheep here in Sydney, a huge lineup out the front, no social distancing going on. People are sick of staying at home. And at some point, we're going to go and see people one way or another, go and break out, whether it's going to be through health advancements, we find a cure, we find a vaccine that works. But this whole idea that we actually enjoy staying at home at the moment uh, over any period of time, you know, a longer trend, I believe, is you know, you're not going to be uh, you know, doing well if you back that you know, as a winner for the longer term. Yeah, but um, you know, is there a difference between staying at home, meaning spending your spare time at home, or working from home? You know, We talked to so many people during the day about what it means for office space, particularly, you know, I really think the verdict is out on that one because exactly like you say, you know, some people I talk to and they are so happy working from home, no commute, but there's a lot of people and a lot of people quietly that sort of say, I can't wait 
to, I can't wait to get back to the office. You're so lucky that you've been able to get into the office this whole time. No, absolutely. And, and, the, and the COVID uh, pandemic is going to change aspects of our lives for certain. And one of those, I believe, especially is, uh, is office uh, environments. I can't see the status quo that we saw prior to, uh, to COVID remaining in place longer term. Uh, but certainly, you know, the idea that, you know, people want to go and spend a, a night in or they want to go and shelter from safety. Yes, there will be exceptions when it comes to the health side of things. I just think people are getting sick of it. And uh, you see the case counts around the world. Part of the reason why you're seeing this dramatic growth is not only because the virus is extremely virulent uh, and spreads quickly, but people don't want to stay at home. They want to go out and be social, even with the health risk. So God help us when we actually go and see some sort of health breakthrough. I suspect it's going to be off to the races and that will not be celebrating at the moment. All right. So let's um, talk just briefly about some companies that have really benefited. We already know that from the stay at home, work from home, buy from home phenomena. We spoke with Matt Berry. Uh, he is the CEO of freelancer.com, but they also have a unit called escrow.com and they have signed an agreement with PayPal in the US. Um, it's an interesting interview. It's actually, you know, makes complete sense. The business model. It, it, it's interesting, though, that he's unable to put any sort of uh, quantify in any way what it will mean to freelancer from a bottom line perspective. So if you'd like to listen to that, you can do so via the show notes. Um, and then we also have our stock of the day. It brings us nicely there to Push Bay Holdings. You know it. It has it, it, it facilitates payments, particularly from uh, churches, particularly in the U.S. And it has done so, so well. But we did have uh, you know, a bit of a sell-down happening from one of its major shareholders. That was the stock of the day. It was down by close to 10%. Here is what Mark Moreland from Team Invest had to say about PPH, push pay holdings. It's actually a niche market, yep. and they have to sell every church, which means there's a whole sales process. Yep. So it's not going to grow organically, but it's on a PE of 93 at the moment. So wow. 93 times earnings. Right. And it's only had two years of profit. So even though the earnings are growing uh, strongly, um, that's at an all-time high uh, for the uh, PE as well, which is why I would suggest the, uh, right. the uh, founders saying, well, is it going to get much better than that? I mean, even if the earnings continue to grow, at, uh, it's grown at 71% since it started, but that's off a zero base, remember? So it's yeah. gone uh, $0.09, and then 9.3. So it's actually, right. not, it's pretty flat the last couple of years. Right. Um, you know, where, where's the return going to be on a 90 years forward earnings is what you're paying for it. Right. But I think the market's misreading it. 10,896 customers are serving 10,500 churches. So we've literally got one customer per church at the moment. I think Bubble might be the uh, the right the right reference there. So I mean, Dave, if you had a business that only had, what, 129 million revenue full year, and it was valued at, what, $2.4 billion, would, uh, you'd be looking at at least exit 25% of that valuation, wouldn't you? <laughs> And that was Gary Glover from Novus Capital in conversation with Kashi, with David Kosh on push pay holdings. It has been a darling, but I think also got caught up in a lot of the selling that we saw in the buy now, pay later, the payment space, the tech space today. Certainly, we've seen a couple of uh, notable owners of uh, these buy now, pay later uh, or, yeah. or payments providers who are cashing out, uh, even if it's only partly at these levels. Okay, um, we mentioned the Westpac Consumer Sentiment Survey. I think the big focus in the morning as well will be U.S. earnings season and what that means. Uh, we do get a few reads from the U.S. later on that day, but um, you know, after getting that trade data from China, I think we're looking forward to getting more color here locally from China later in the week as well as the jobs data. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that uh, there's always so much emphasis put on the GDP figures out of China, 
But to be honest, the reaction nowadays doesn't really come from that figure. The market reaction, at least, it comes from the monthly uh, indicators. So I suspect from an Australian perspective, you look at things that, like uh, fixed asset investment, industrial output, they'll be the two they'll be looking at because from a commodities perspective, that's what is intensive sector. So when you see things like construction and property and all that kind of stuff, uh, infrastructure, that will be the driving force. So when it comes out on Thursday, they'll be the ones that I'll be looking at straight away. For the Australian economy, it was interesting that the consumer space in China got a look in, um, you know, from those imports into China today, which were a beat. Um, I should have made a better segue into our guests that are on tomorrow. We've got the president and co-founder of Sezzle, Paul Paradis, joining us at 8.40 a.m. That is topical. Obviously, they're raising capital. They've raised the institutional component of that cap raise. So that is one to put in your diary. It will be on the app and the website, no doubt, pretty soon after. This is an interesting one as well. So we've got a bit of a panel discussion happening. It involves peak asset management, but it is a trip through the expanding psychedelic investment sector. So investing in psychedelics. If you listen to podcasts, if you listen to... Uh, yeah, you, you've probably heard a lot about psychedelics and their increasing use when it comes to treating all sorts of disorders, but mental health disorders. Well, you know, you can invest in that thematic if you like. So it's at 9.20 a.m. Yes, we're not going back to the uh, 1960s and 70s yet. <laughs> 11.20, we'll be speaking with Fire Trail Investment PM there. Um, later on in the day, look, there's lots going on. We've got Tobin Gorey, who is from Commonwealth Bank, to talk agri-markets, and that'll be an interesting tie-in with China as well. And then Con McLeckis, CIO of Statewide Super, so macro that matters. And usually plenty more besides with Con. Yes, I think uh, Con is desperate to come and, uh, and say hello to us, and we're desperate to go and, uh, and say hello to him. Like everyone else around the country, we want to become one again, so let's hope this, uh, this virus uh, and outbreak that we're seeing in certain parts of the country can be snuffed out, and we can all be one entire country again. I don't know if this is your future. You haven't been taking psychedelics, have you there, Sadie? No, not at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, hey, listen, that was a fun day. Look, always so much to talk about, but we'll end it there. I'll see you tomorrow, Scotty. Yep, I'm looking forward to it.